1: Hey, y'all, I'm Allison Asarch from Nashville, Tennessee.
2: Hey, I'm Sean Fraser from the Ritzy Kids. Hunters, this is Johnny from Rail Motor. Hey, it's Shane from Blind Season. Hey, it's Rob Stanier, and you can check out my music on all the streaming platforms. Check out my latest music on all the streaming sites.
1: Check out my debut album on all streaming platforms.
2: Check out our new debut album. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music. And you're listening to our friends, Braggy and Curly. My
1: favourite fans from Australia.
2: My two favourite podcasters, Braggy and Curly. Braggy and Curly. On the Unfiltered. Unfiltered. And
3: undiscovered Hey there everyone, it's episode 104 of the Unfiltered and Undiscovered um, podcast and we're sort of flying by the seat of our pants tonight. I don't have a run sheet and we're just going to see how it goes. We've got a special guest with us whose time today is the fifth time he's actually been on the podcast. So we'll um, have a quick chat. To Sean a little bit later on. But first up, let's welcome the two co hosts from Sydney. We've got Rossi, the celebrity roadie, who's just about to go into a pretty hectic <laughs> fortnight, I would imagine.
4: Yes. Although
3: coming to the end of the fortnight when this episode goes <laughs> live. And then we've got Braggy, of course, down there in Adelaide, who's more interested in what sort of wineries are happening up on the hill in the Barossa. How are you, boys? <laughs> pretty good, Tony. Pretty very good, good very Misoph, good. Job. You're pretty busy coming up, are you? Yeah, me. I'm, yeah. I've just got that much on at the minute. And I've got a day to like we fly out tomorrow to go to the UK. So that's real time tomorrow, but almost back when this episode goes live. <laughs> so um looking forward to getting into the UK again. There's actually a band I'll be seeing at leak in England. Um on the uh, Wednesday night. So I'm looking forward to that. And I might try and have a bit of a chat with them and who knows. Well, we, um, we, uh, we have Get them we, on the podcast. We haven't had anyone from uh, the continent, have we? No, no. So, so that'd be interesting. And, and so far, I, I guess we've been pretty lucky. We got a lot of good feedback about Sam Demetrius out of Boston and he's uh, yeah. pretty chilled music. And I saw on his TikTok the other day that he's actually written a love song about love. Instead of lost love, so oh, maybe wee. had a <laughs> Is it so, maybe it's love for pizza? Yeah, no, no, it wasn't love for pizza. It was love for a girl. But anyway, so nice. you know, Sam, um, really good feedback from that particular episode. And on that episode, we actually moved into like uh, twenty-one on the Apple podcast music interview. Holy so, shit!
1: How do yes, we do that? I
3: think that's pretty cool. Now, yeah, wow. I still, I still, I've st- scratched my head about stats and charts. I've got a question. Yeah, for i got a question uh, for Rossi. Rossi, you yeah. got the
1: Mazawak tour is about to kick off. Yeah, or it has. Yep. Have you got? I want to know about the amps. Have you got the six L sixes and the twelve AX sevens all, you know, spare and
5: okay, EL eighty sixes. He's got a hand wired. Air i have got a hand-wired Vox AC-30 head. Wow. And a couple of our Neko have uh, got a 210 two cabinet from a fabulous mate of ours, Paul Reeve in Sydney, who's a tech who's supplied us with the most appropriate vintage gear. Now, it made it through rehearsal today and was not blown up.
1: Whoa. So we can
5: only assume the equipment is Mazowak-proof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to I did get a f- follow up on that. I got a that. phone call
5: today saying... I got a phone call saying, "So, Rossi, do you know where you can find some bottles, some valves, just in case?" I'm like, "Oh, oh here we go."
3: <laughs> yeah, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully the tour is going to be a huge success, and I, I'm really hoping to catch up with, um, with Chris again at the Southport show at Vinnie's dive bar, mm. and and hopefully I'm sort of, as I was saying to brag you off stage with Mick being part of Mick Madu being part of. Yeah. Support crew, maybe there's an opportunity that Mick and Chris might jump on stage together. You know,
5: you just never know. You just
3: never Never know. know. So I'm thinking that's worth the price of admission. So we um, are excited. The Sydney show is about
5: ten or ten or fifteen tickets away from selling out. Oh wow. So it'll be sold out by 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 tomorrow it'll be sold out and by the time we get to the show it'll be great.
3: Uh, And You know, I I could just imagine the Sydney shows because, you know, as Chris was saying, it's not necessarily a trip down memory lane, but I reckon there'll be a little bit of Birdman in there, a little bit of tribesman, a little bit of Mazowak. A little bit of New Cross. Yeah, it it was interesting. One of the comments that we've had on YouTube was a lady that interviewed Chris as part of her uni degree um, back in the 90s or the 80s or something, and she said, Mazowakisms, which I think you talked about, Rossi, yeah. um, was definitely something that she had to giggle about because after the interview, she had to go find a dictionary and a thesaurus <laughs> to find out some of, some of the words that he shared. So yeah, right. he's a very intelligent man, isn't he? he is. Yes. Yeah, and his opening act was just
5: rehearsing about 15 minutes ago. That's why I was running a bit late because just finishing up rehearsal behind oh, me. Oh, the
3: old pocket watch. Uh, uh, yeah. they're, they're ready to rip and tear. All right, so let's uh, introduce our special guest. We've got Sean Fraser from the Ritzy Kids. We love the Ritzy Kids. Um, Episode 20, episode 29, episode 41, episode 58, and now episode 104. And Sean's been a bit more prolific, I guess, in his music since we last spoke to him. So how are you, Sean? It's great to have you back.
2: Hi, it's great to be back. There was a little bit of a... um a gap between the last time we spoke i think we went red hot every couple of weeks and uh we were we were chatting on the podcast but i haven't been on in about a year but i'm doing good uh feeling a lot better after last week we'll, i was going to jump on here but uh got the old covid
3: yeah um but i'm feeling better now yeah and um before we get stuck into um cuz i want to talk about your band because you've been playing live much of the time we've talked about the Ritzy Kids, it's always been you and your um and yeah, Willard, Willard the producer, the, yeah, the yeah, producer yeah, yeah. Or, and drummer. Mm-hmm. But before yeah. we do that, let's uh go to Braggy with oh, who, am I? who Am I? So, stage interest. one of the Who Am I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get some music, I'm, I'm working on it, I'm working on a jingle.
3: Yeah, we need music. Yeah,
1: I'm working on a jingle. Okay. Sean, you can play along with this, but you're not allowed to answer. If you know the answer, you just have to keep it to yourself and and say, yeah, I got it in the first one. Okay. I was born on the 21st of June, 1950, in Glasgow, Scotland. Rossi, you got it yet? (laughs) 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 Together, (laughs) Together with my parents, two sisters and brother, we emigrated to Australia on board the SS Canberra. Arriving in Sydney, Shawnee, on Australia Day 1962, when I was aged 11. My family lived at the East Hills Hostel before moving to Liverpool. I attended school at Hammondville Public School, Liverpool Boys High School and Westfield Sports High. After finishing school, I started an apprenticeship as a sheet metal worker. My first involvement in music began in late 1967 when I formed the band elm tree with schoolmates that's that's section 1 ah. i'm back in back in Rossi to get this early
3: <laughs> but, but. yeah i'm actually yeah I, i'm i'm just trying to map through the timelines as as we speak and okay. i've got a bit of an idea on this one as well braggy very early in the piece right so see how yeah. we go
5: that, there's yeah. there's this fine British tradition of people coming out as 10 pound poms isn't know? there, yeah. Isn't yeah. there? Yeah. so it's, yeah, it's there one, of, it's one yeah. of
1: those <laughs>
5: and they're all in the same gang aren't they <laughs> they're, all they're all in the, the same gang
1: they're all the same time Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. alright Sean so last time <laughs> we spoke you were getting the band together you were starting to um, look at some of those early gigs that you were doing how's the live stuff working for you?
2: Yeah, the gigs have been really good. We started gigging in September. Was the very first gig for the Ritzy Kids, um, and we we booked a show at the Bridge Hotel in Balmain, um, which is sort of a place I love playing. It's like sort of the home of rock and roll in uh, in Sydney, um, among a few other venues. But uh, yeah, we booked it and um, put the show on ourselves, and we had a we had a good little turnout there. It was it was a sensational night and. Um, and from there, we've had, we've had a few gigs since then. I mean, we've only had a handful, but uh, it's been good. It's been it's – been, we, we feel like the reception's been nice and we're, we're, we're starting to, you know, put along pretty well.
3: Excellent. So who's in the band? Walk me through some of the members.
2: So – and they're also – they also feature on the songs now as well. Um, Andrew is the lead guitarist and backing vocalist. Uh, Andrew Renfrew, he also played in my solo project back in the day um, – We've been playing together for close to ten years. Uh, Jared, who's also was was in my solo project back in the day, he plays the bass, and Scotty McGee's on the drums. So Scotty, um, we both went to school together uh, in the same year, and always dreamed of playing in a band together. So it's really really cool to um to have these guys in. We're having a fun time.
1: And um, you're just gigging. It's just around Sydney. The gigs at the moment are you, you know, are you thinking of doing? I guess it's hard for you with
2: your job, but are you thinking of doing a tour, or
1: you got that in?
2: Yeah, we'd love to. So um, we're looking at releasing an EP next month. Um, And uh, and I mean, that's as of talking to you now, I finished it. Well, we finished it. um, It's just getting mixed and mastered at the moment. So once that's done, once that's released, we'll probably see, um, you know, Sydney, see if we can get up to Newcastle. Um, Potentially Melbourne would be fun, but um, whether we can pull a crowd there, (laughs) it's not easy. Yeah. (laughs) What part of Sydney are you guys based in? Well, we're actually north of Sydney on the central coast. Um, Andrew's in Sydney. I, I did live in Sydney as of, you know, not too long ago, but the three of us um, out of the four are on the central coast and we're sort of scattered throughout the coast. But um, yeah, it's, it, that's, that's where You've we are. Got to get
5: yourself down to the Lincoln Pin, I reckon.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not far from the Lincoln Pin. So Lincoln Pin's just down the hill from where I am and. um and the bass player Jared, he just he's there every Saturday night. <laughs> oh, Really, I'm up. Yeah, he loves I'm it. I'm up
5: there Sunday afternoon, actually.
2: Oh, Okay, well, you'll probably see Jared there. He, okay, uh, he he basically looks after the joint. It's a great place.
5: It's a great gig, and to have it in Woi on like the Central Coast, it's like a, it's like a beacon of independent music up music up there. Lots of local mm-hmm. bands play there. Lots of, there's so yeah, many local yeah. bands on the Central Coast. It's
2: astounding. Yeah, yeah, and. You Know bands on the central coast uh, and people and punters have been dying for a, a place like this. You go to the pubs and clubs and you get your cover bands and stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the Bayview. But it, it's yeah, 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 just up the <laughs> yeah. road, actually. Yeah, and um, but it's always good to go and see and support original music and to have a venue like Lincoln Pin, who are you know, the owners there, they love it, um, they live and breathe it, and they get right behind it, and so do the locals yeah. too. So it's um. It's nice to have a venue
3: like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having Mazowak there on the Sunday session would just be an amazing experience, yeah. just quietly.
5: Yeah, and Hoodie from the Johnnies is opening for him. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. So there won't be a dry, dry. There won't be a dry glass in the house.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it was interesting that conversation. Chris thought that whole episode, uh, that whole reputation of the Johnnies being a drinking band was probably a little bit manufactured, but no, no, No. No, that's not,
5: I'm still seeing it. I still do. I still work with the Johnnies now and man, I just go, come on, fellas. Really?
3: Yeah. But no, they
5: love it. But like, yeah, that's what they do. They're good blokes and they, are but Hoodie lives in up there as well. Graham Hood, he lives up there. Okay. Uh, Yeah, he lives on the the central Coast. coast. Yeah, he does. And he's always hold, he's probably a good man of Jared's, no doubt.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably. After. Two bass players. Oh, oh t- I'm a, gonna tell
5: Hoodie yeah. to look out for him, he'll find him. That's,
1: oh, dang, yeah. find him. <laughs> that's dangerous. Two bass players, always dangerous. So, yeah.
3: does it feel like you've got a band now, Sean? Is that so? You've, you've yeah, sort yeah. of evolved, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, the,
2: it all started. You know what? Nearly three. I oh know it was two years ago. Just writing songs of my own in, in in this room, actually, and um, and obviously Willard was helping me. He was putting drums to the tracks and mixing and mastering at the time. And obviously, uh, I wanted to start playing some live shows. So to get the boys in, and um, yeah, it's amazing. We we jam. We've been jamming every yeah. week, and um, it's just a lot of fun. You know, we we really enjoy it. That's that's the main thing, I think. Um, but we're playing originals music and we're enjoying the music that we're doing. And, um, it's heaps of fun. It's just, I mean, you guys know, it's just good. Nothing, yes. nothing better than playing in a band. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the yeah. best thing. Especially you can
1: your do. own stuff. It's just so fun. Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: So what, so right, writing songwriting wise, Sean, what have we been doing since episode
2: 50, whatever it was? 54.
5: 58. 58. Yeah.
2: 58. <laughs> Heaps of songs written then, um, obviously released a few singles. Um, but this EP coming up, we've got about seven songs on the EP. Um, three of those are the singles, but yeah, writing a lot of songs. Um, I'm always demoing. Um, I've got the beauty of my job. I get home quite early. Um, and I have no, no disruptions. So I, I get stuck in, I make sure that I get in here and do at least an hour or two. It's just like, uh, someone might go to the gym for two, yeah. an hour or two, but I, I jump in and, um, and I start writing songs and, and I write a lot of, lot of shit, yes. <laughs> um, but I, but I just make sure that I just keep writing just to, um, you know, to make sure that I'm really sharpening that sort of mm. tool or whatever. It's funny to think actually, I've been doing it for nearly 20 years now. You'd think you'd get over it, but. <laughs> <you don't>. Another <laughs> mate of mine who's
5: a songwriter, he said that he just records everything and he does it on yeah. his phone, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And when he's working on other pieces, he goes back and he goes through his archives, he goes, That's the bit I need. And he says it's like exactly. ripping himself off.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, that that so it's so but, you, but, it but it's interesting it
1: what you say, Sean. You actually have to do that. It's like if you're if you're a novelist, you know, they say you gotta sit down at the typewriter. Whether anything comes out or discipline. not, doesn't matter. Yeah. Sit down and yeah. think about it for two hours. If you get nothing, you get nothing. But you got it, yeah, it's discipline. You're right, yeah. Rossi. It's like anything. Do you find it
5: cathartic as well, Sean?
2: Yeah, I mean, some, I have my good days and I have my bad days. As we days. all do. <laughs> your own th- songwriting
5: is your own therapy, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. And it's nice to be able to, if you have a crap day and you come in here and you you start writing about your day, you sort of, in a way, you release it. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you, makes you feel good. And then you might be having a really good day and you're like, oh, well, I've got to go in there and put in my hours. And uh, you come in and you start playing and you're like, that's rubbish. I'm the worst songwriter of all time. <laughs> so then you get you go down then.
5: Oh, that's hilarious. But but like, it's the same thing with gigs, right? And you guys would know this, is that yes. you'll go and you'll play a gig and you'll go, I am a god, we are fantastic. You play and, and the audience just goes, Huh? Yeah. And then other yeah, times you'll yeah, play yeah. a gig and you will play like absolute proverbial busted. And you'll know that it's just all shit and they love it. And you're like going, why? Yeah.
2: Why do they? It's like- always those gigs. That's a mystery. Always those those gigs where they come up to you and they say, um, you know, you've had a bad. You feel like you've had a bad gig, and you get them, and they come up to you, and they go, "Oh, that was the
0: best gig. Yeah, guys, it's the best you guys are Fantastic." And you're
2: just like, "You're kidding? You're, you're lying, kidding, mate." <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a mate of mine today about exactly that, and it's like
5: we have no perspective on what it is. It just is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you have yeah, no control is. over it either,
1: right? It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, Rossi, when you it play is. the same room two <laughs> nights in a row. And you don't change anything. And one night it sounds fantastic. And the next night, the sound it doesn't. What? What fucking goes on? Is it just mental? <laughs> is it mental? I've been
5: there where. A, yeah, I've sat there at a desk and I've gone. I am a golden god. I can't do anything wrong. Yeah, like I'm, I'm flicking faders and and it's just everything's coming together. The next night, same production, everything. I just, like someone comes up to you and goes, "Are you new at this?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, I, I remember when, the, when when we first talked to Mick Madu on the, um, on the podcast and, and I was sharing some of the joy that I used to get from seeing the tribesmen around that 86, 87 period. Yeah. And Mick said, yeah, we weren't real great live. And I'm thinking that that was the best band ever. I... And I would have seen them once every month. And he said, no, we we're still sort of feeling our way to becoming a good band.
5: Eighty six, eighty seven. I disagree with him. I, I'm going to, I'm going to pull him up. I'm going to send him a text. Are okay, you are kidding, mate? Because I was working for him, then, and I know that he was good.
3: Oh, mate, they, they were they great were. live, but and maybe they didn't have that that sense at that particular time. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's a, you awesome.
5: just don't know. You just yeah. do not know. And you don't know what people want. People feed on the fun. They feed off the energy. They yeah. feed off different things, you know.
3: But, yeah. But you know, like, one of the best songs, and, Sean, I'm sorry for hijacking the conversation, but one of the best Sean. songs the Tribe Man ever did live was the cover version of Hot Sands. Yeah. And it was just one of the best ever songs. And when they actually recorded that, I think they put it on one of their albums. And it just doesn't capture how it went live at all. Different lineup,
5: yeah. different yeah. lineup. Because the, the the Maswak Wackley Fraser lineup used to do it, and it was it was more like the the B side of Venus by the yeah. Shelf in Blue. It's the B side yeah. of the single Venus. And so when when it was recorded on Take Cover, the EP, I think you'll find that it was a more of a metal lineup oh. in there, and, and we may have been more, um, let's say, we had we had we had a special ceremony before the recording.
3: <laughs> 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 Those yeah. traditional smoking ceremonies, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're just <laughs> just always the case. Um Sean. So, I was gonna say you... to
5: Sean though, that yeah. seven tracks, that's not an EP, mate,
2: that's a mini album. I was
1: gonna say to
2: hey, yeah. album.
1: It's
2: only three
5: tracks off an yeah. album, mate.
2: Yeah, well, um I was listening to Missy Higgins talking about Um, I think hers is six or something, six or seven. She used that term. She used mini album. Um, but it's funny, like, I feel like these songs all fit and you probably understand that too, where like, if I don't have them together. I won't put them on the next thing anyway. So I'm just like, yeah, just yeah, got to yeah, have yeah. these seven glued together mm, yeah. and whatever it is, EP, mini album. Actually, I like mini album. Yeah. More people might buy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can charge more for it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, but you know what? Yeah. It, but the thing it, is, in the digital age, we, we yeah. need to come up with some new names because, you know, you, you don't have to fill two sides of a, of a freaking yeah. bit of vinyl. Yeah. You, you can have any number you mm. want. So we, we still call it an EP. It could be, you know, <laughs> we didn't you But
5: I, I guess like yeah. you say those seven songs are glued together. Do you find that with the songwriting process that just naturally find that songs belong together almost like a family?
2: I always find that they glue together usually from a time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I reckon I wrote the majority of these songs between December twenty twenty and I want to say July, 2021. Lockdown, baby. In between that period. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was all lockdown, all this stuff. Yeah. And, um, and then obviously, you know, it takes a while to, to pump them out and get them ready and all that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, I've got
3: songs I wrote 10 years ago that I haven't released still. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a yeah. real Ritzy Kids vibe. So we've got three songs lined up that we'll play snippets of tonight. And there's a real ritzy kids vibe through each and every one of them, Sean. So you've really, um, so is that something you go out of your way purposely to get the, the sound or is it just something that naturally evolves? No, I mean,
2: uh, I've always just sort of written the punk songs that sort of way. Um, Obviously, Mitch Willard has the touch still doing the mixing and mastering. That could play a role as well. But um, maybe it is that thing where I, a lot of the songs you've heard, Curly, um, are from a, that era mm. of when I just started pumping them out. Mm. Um, I don't mean for them to all sound <laughs> together, but it's I'm actually glad that they do. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. And, and your vocals continue to be a real standout to me when I listen to them. So.
2: Well, thank you. I always feel like I'm, I'm working on On that. It's, it's it's something that I've been singing, like I said, for 20 years, but it's not something I've ever felt I've mastered. No, the vocals are good. You've been singing I reckon for 20 years, are, and boy, are you tired. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the vocals are even, uh, even better on these next couple of tracks we're going to play, actually. And I reckon that's probably because you're playing, yeah. you're playing oh, okay. live gigs. I reckon that's... Mm. That yeah, definitely yeah, helps yeah, probably,
2: yeah, really, really Having working it out.
5: But surely yeah. the cohesion, surely the cohesion comes from you recording in the room and then you sending off to the same production team mixing. That gives you that cohesion. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, I, I think that definitely does, yeah, bring them, bring them together a bit, so...
3: Well let's so, yeah. let's listen to a little bit of crank the stereo and then we'll have a chat about that song. So this came out uh, about 5 months ago according to YouTube right there. So Yeah, that's Let's right. see how we go. Yeah.
5: It's very close to my wheelhouse, mate. Nice stuff. You're saying you're working on your vocals, you're kidding.
3: That's great. That's
2: (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's um it's uh I It's a real, like you said, you know, youthful, sort of poppy, sort of uh, in-your-face sort of song. There's no real um, uh, lull in that one. I think it's just all very much just sound, just uh, hitting in the face kind of thing. The
5: BVs are great. All those harmonies and power pop stuff, just like, give me more power pop. I'll listen to it all day. (laughs) It's great, mate. Really good.
2: Yeah, we love that.
3: We love the power yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live it. <laughs> it always—it's yeah. got a real summer vibe yeah. to it too, Sean. Yeah, real summer. Like that, that's yeah. a school holiday song. Yeah,
2: that's funny that you said that because it was released on the second of December, and when we uh, when we listened to it, we were like. That has to be the first one in summer Mm. Um, because we said the same thing. We said, oh, it sounds a bit summery, so why don't we just kick things off with that? Mm. It's also the first song with all the boys on it. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah.
5: It sounds great. Yeah, it's a really me, good recording. it yeah. make you want to go and have a beer on a Sunday afternoon?
3: Oh, mate. There are <laughs> so many songs that make me want to have a beer on a Sunday afternoon. As long as I don't have to watch the Dragons play, I'm going to be happy any Sunday uh, afternoon. But, yeah, that's that's just a cracker. Now, Braggy's trying to say no, something. No, it's all right. So. I'm just going to say it definitely has the Central Coast vibe
1: to it, that song. you know? Mm. <clears throat> don't you reckon? Oh, well, that's good. Represent,
3: represent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the, All right. Yeah. So before we go to the next song, Braggy, oh, part two we're coming to of episode. Who Am I?
1: I was <laughs> <laughs> trying to break it up, you know. So when we yeah, left yeah. previously on uh, Who Am I, he just formed
3: a. I love the way the Braggy called, never talks into the microphone. just formed a so, band called Elm Tree. Like,
1: <laughs> sorry. Elm Tree gained a moderate following around Sydney. And after being spotted by producer Martin Erdman, we cut one single for his Dumond label, a cover of UK band Marmalade's Rainbow, which was released through Festival Records in November 1970, but did not enter the top 50. In mid-71, we entered the New South Wales... You're going to love this, Rossi. We entered the New South Wales heats of... Hoadley's Battle of the Bands. Hoadley's Battle of the Bands. (laughs) Battle of the Bands. (laughs) (laughs) And got as far as the Sydney finals, but we didn't make it through to the national final and so never managed to break out of the Sydney Suburban Dance Circuit. However, my major break did occur at an Elm Tree performance when producer Simon Napier-Bell heard us in a pub in Newcastle in 1971. Imagine what that would have been like. 71 in Newcastle. He persuaded me to sign as a solo artist to Albert Productions, a company that had produced Australia's top 1960s group, The Easy Beats. My first single co-written by George Young and Harry Vander, peaked at number 16 in the Australian singles charts in early 72. At this point, my manager Dale Miles secured me a role in Harry M. Miller's original Australian production of the Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jesus Christ Superstar. The cast featured leading pop rock artists John English, Doug Parkinson, Stevie Wright, and Marsha Hines. I remained with the production until it closed in 1974. Rossi, you got it? Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. I think Sean's got it too. Sean's got yeah.
1: it. I okay. think so, yeah.
3: Curly. Uh, I've got no idea. Okay, you have to wait till the, the last The one. person that I thought it might have been I said isn't. It. I'm, okay. Hmm.
5: Can I say, I'm, I'm, dodging a, I'm dodging a message and a call from his lighting guy right now.
3: Okay. <laughs> Truly. Yeah.
1: There you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. So, Sean, talk about Hollywood famous. That was the next one along.
2: Yeah, Hollywood followed um, Crank the Stereo," and that song is the shortest song I've ever written. Actually, oh, two minutes and two, two
3: seconds.
2: Yeah, two minutes, two seconds, straight that's in, punk, straight baby. out. Um, I think I... that's pocket watch. Yeah. <laughs> that's pocket watch. <laughs> if you've got yeah. nothing to say, just say it, mate. <laughs> we, um, we, I wrote that one about. Um, Yeah. A a bit of the Harvey Weinstein stuff that was happening. Um, so it's pretty deep that one. Um, but, uh,
6: Come celebrate at the Army Birthday Festival on June 10th at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Enjoy food trucks, vehicle displays, outdoor games, and more. Don't miss special performances by the Army Band, a military working dog demonstration, and the parachute jump by the U.S. Army Golden Knights. It's all happening Saturday, June 10th at the National Army Museum, minutes from I-95. Admission to the festival and museum are free, so get your tickets while they last. All details are at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. Board.
2: i i really like hollywood there's something about hollywood that i um i really enjoy i think probably because it's short i don't know <laughs> and when you play it live it's like oh that one's done <laughs> but um but yeah it's uh it's it's got sort of a, a serious uh vibe to it and uh and the girl on the on the front single there she's um a friend of mine um jamie she's also an actress and she's over in america at the moment so uh we got a free uh free cover
3: <laughs> out of it as well excellent so let's uh let's just share a little bit of well actually we could almost share the whole lot here yeah, so go for it. two minutes of hollywood famous let's do it
1: great bass sound
3: <laughs> yeah don't hold that. back brag don't hold back there's, oh, there's oh, a lot there's a lot going on in that one
5: turn up the guitars and we've got bullet for my valentine i reckon oh yeah <laughs> yeah but the harmonies man again the vocals the vocals are just so yeah. layered and structured and beautiful man they're great yeah really good stuff that's a Thank good you. little song that's a good little <laughs> yeah. song Sure. i don't
2: know i don't know how to uh yeah well, like like i said two two minutes in and out and I don't think I could have added any, anything else. And I, don't, I, th- I think the boys were the same, though. Like, I think there was a point where we were like, maybe do we do a double chorus at the end? And the boys were like, no, nah, we, just, we just leave it how it is.
3: Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the drum way- rolls. The drum rolls and the bass in that is really quite prominent as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think they sit in nice and tight with each other, those two. Jared and, and, and Scotty there, they, um, they work together pretty well.
5: In the modern age, people's attention spans are so short anyway. Two-minute songs are becoming more and more common, I've got to say.
1: Yeah, two minutes and two.
5: That's um, an opus
1: for uh, Pocket Watch, two minutes and two. (laughs) It is. (laughs) That'll be the length of their Bohemian Rhapsody.
2: Yeah. I I brought this up the other day, what you just said then, Rossi, about uh, the songs being a lot shorter and stuff. And um, I used to work on this youth station. Mm-hmm. and uh on the on the right of me so i'd have my microphone in front of me where i'd be reading the news and on the right i'd, I'd be able to see the song lists and the songs coming up and every single song on that station was under two minutes 30 yeah well, i couldn't believe it yeah oh,
5: you know who else did that the beatles
2: yeah yeah that's yeah, true yeah, yeah. Mm. there's method
1: to it no, yeah there is no time to go for, short songs. no time to go for a piss if you're a dj huh I mean, in in, in the old days, in the old days. (laughs) (laughs) Only play back to back. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's Mm. awesome.
3: I like it. So then the latest one that's come out is dark blue sky.
2: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Dark blue sky is definitely a song for the times. Um, It's, it's, it's about, yeah, just struggling to pay the rent basically. Um, and, uh, And, and there's so many people that are are doing that right now. They're really struggling. Um, even, even the mortgage, I mean, the the mortgage is crazy at the moment. So, um, it it came out at, at the right time, but I actually wrote it, um, during the lockdown where there was the, the fear that everyone was going to lose their jobs. So that's when I wrote it. But then when we released it, you know, a good year and a half later, um, it meant even more i suppose you know because of how how everyone's struggling at the moment the housing crisis and, yeah. um, and that was completely yeah yeah and that was that was coincidental i mean and we weren't just trying to take advantage of the situation we just went wow the next one's coming up stark blue sky and a lot of people are struggling and um yeah so
5: honesty goes a long way mate
2: that's right yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah it's one of those ones where at the time when you when you release it you think Oh, it's, you know, well, you hope it's going to mean something to someone, but uh, it's quite clear when you listen to the song what it's about. I mean, the chorus is is very much like, hey, we got no money.
4: (laughs) Mm. Hey! Scared, you fear you're running blind. I know it's hard to sleep with your racing mind. You standing- dance
1: Bittersweet sweet but funny, man. Who's really up good. who's up for an Emmy <laughs> yeah.
3: Who's up for a Grammy nom- emmy, so emmy I mean, nomination? For everyone that's <laughs> for everyone that's listening on the audio platforms, follow the link that you'll see in the show notes to that film clip because that's uh a Sean Fraser Emmy Award winning performance. Um, oh man. <laughs> performance. Give him a
1: golden statue.
2: Yeah. First time I've ever acted. First time I've ever acted. Oh yeah. Could yeah. be the last. Yeah, and you can't sing either, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we want more. And clips. I like the Gretsch your guitar oh. player's
5: got. like your guitar yeah. player's Gretsch. Oh
2: yeah, it's beautiful, it's isn't nice. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Andrew's, Andrew's, got, Andrew's one of those guitar guys, you know? <laughs> like, uh, oh. I love a guitar. I, I You'll you know, Rossi, but he loves the guitar. He's probably got 15 of them, you know, oh. and, he, and he, he always turns up, always turns up the jam, band practice with a different guitar, and I'm like, <laughs> did you buy a new guitar? And and sometimes he's like, no, it's the one I, I, I you know, I turned up with two months ago. I'm like, every every week is a different guitar, but he loves them. And they're, yeah. and they're beautiful. I
5: tell my wife the same thing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So but, so but just going back to that song, that, that film clip, even though it's a little bit tongue in cheek, yeah. it is a really almost it's um it challenges people to listen to the song. Yeah. You know, does, and yes. I, I, I love the I love the subtle little things like uh take feet pics for money. <laughs> oh <laughs> some, of, kill me. some of the fetishes out there in this world today, it <laughs> just amazes me. So no and matter uh, what
5: your uh Piccadillo is there is someone who'll pay money for it?
1: Yeah, that's is, right. <laughs> Sean, is the clip? It was the clip all your you your guys' idea, or did you have someone else come up with a like a the theme for it, or did you just
2: figure um, it out yourselves? So, the the band shots were at Bangers and Mosh Studio here on the coast. A friend of mine owns a studio. We went in there, did a few live performances, um, and then I said, "Why don't we just try and make a video clip?" Mm-hmm and uh we played we played uh dark blue a few times and then literally two days later i had the day off work and i woke up and i went well i think i'll finish off that i think the the video needs a bit of um story to it so i just sort of wrote the story went at it it's fantastic (laughs) great mate really good it's a cool it was all done in about half a day that the um stuff from my house that's my house obviously in there yeah. i was
5: with you when the milk was gone and yep. the no toilet paper no toothpaste but i was very upset when you were selling the amp for 200 bucks mate oh
1: no it's worth more I, money, know, I know i <laughs> know
5: it's worth more you should yeah mate i know you're desperate <laughs> but come on right? <laughs>
2: well as you can see at the end and i don't want to give too much away for the people who put your, your listeners but uh I may not have had to sell it. <laughs> I was worried.
5: I was very worried.
2: <laughs> it's a nice amp. I I like that amp. I only just got it. Actually, is it a hot second hand one? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah second hand. I got it. I just saw it. And they I went, sound oh, great, I man. To try that.
5: They sound great. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. More of them. Yeah. More of so, that. So more I of that stuff. Fill- more of that. More of those clips. Yeah. 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 But the pop stuff. Thank it's you. the
5: pop vocal. There's great pop vocal, mate.
2: Oh, well, I think I think the boys are <laughs> really helping me yeah. uh, sing with, with with all their parts and and, and whatnot and um and uh, yeah no it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So it's what?
3: What can we now expect to join those those songs on the mini album?
2: Yeah, so there's four more to come. Um, they're done. Um. Some are pretty heavy as in, um, not, um, not so much with lyrics, but very drop D heavy sort of, um, songs. So, uh, yeah, Rossi's got the thumbs up. (laughs) He loves that. (laughs) Um, we got, um, yeah, we got some songs that should fit in very nicely with that. And we might have another music video on the way as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a busy month or two, three.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So when's that come out?
2: We haven't locked the date in, but we want it, we want it to be out in June. So, um, it, it started off with the start of June, which was going to be like, I think Friday the second, but I reckon we're out to like maybe the 17th or maybe the weekend after that. Um, we're just sort of just, um, we want to sort of take our time with it, but there's, um, obviously the, that time will come pretty quickly, but, uh, we should get it back pretty soon. So, um, um, yeah, sometime in June. Mm.
3: Now I've got to ask a question, and this is uh, one of those deep and meaningful questions that we ask yep. here on the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. Um, what is your best memory of a servo hot pie? Oh, I know. I oh, know. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's putting I've you on one. the spot. I know. <laughs> no.
2: Nah. Okay. So I was singing. I was singing at a wedding in Edelong. We were at this. Um, You know, nice wedding venue, nice food, all of that. And after I finished singing, the groom came up to me and he said, Hey, we're partying on. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, of course I do. So then I jumped in the car with him. Uh, We had an Uber or something and we're heading off. We do had all this nice food and whatnot, but someone in the car was hungry. (laughs) And he said, can we pull into the servo and get some pies? And, um, so we jump out of the car, and I go with him. And back then, I think I used to smoke, so I was like, "I'll get some cigarettes." You go get some pies, and um, he goes up to the pie stand, and there's, this thing's chock a block. There's pies, you know, front to back in this thing, and the servo guy goes, "How many would you like?" And he looks at him and he goes, "All of them." Yeah. And um, and he bought all of them. I reckon it would have been close to two hundred bucks. And we ate them at this party after a wedding. Like this oh. guy, I'm I'm not even sure if the bride came back. I hope she did. Um, but we were all at this house eating all these pies because the guy bought everyone from the server. Oh, I great. wish I knew him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Braggy I hope you made notes of that story so that uh it's part of the lyrics okay. and Sean you've just contributed to the community song that we're doing it's all about oh beautiful survey pies. so thank you for that story <laughs> and um and I'm sure that we'll um we'll get that in there somewhere part three Braggy part three. of who this. am I All right. (laughs) Ooh! In February nineteen,
1: in February nineteen seventy five, I released a song about the fleeting nature of pop stardom, which drew on Vander and Young's own experiences as former teen idols. I'm only really reading this to Curly now, aren't I? The single shot, the single shot into the national charts in April and gave me my first top ten hit, reaching number eight on the Australian singles charts. The single sold strongly in the United States where it reached number 44 on the Cashbox Top 100 in February 76. One of the key factors in the Australian success was the film clip made to promote it. It enabled the song to be given heavy exposure on Countdown, which had just switched to its new one-hour Sunday evening format following the official start of Color TV. My debut, debut performance on Countdown had me miming while dressed in a sailor suit surrounded by an audience of screaming teenage girls. I was dragged off the stage three times. My biggest hit came in 78 with another Vander and Young classic that peaked at number three on the Oz music charts and again incredibly reached number three on the same charts 12 years later after it was featured in the soundtrack of the Australian comedy film Strictly Ballroom. In 2022, I released my first new song in 15 years and performed nationally on my anniversary tour, 50 Years Young. Also known as JPY and Squeak and famous for songs like Yesterday's mm. Hero, I Hate the Music, and Love is in the Air. Curly, my
3: name is? Um, John Paul Young. Well done. Mm. And But for some reason, when you first, like epi, part one, mm. I was thinking Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. But he was He's born in Glasgow. Both Scottish you know? background. Yeah. 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 Both so, Scottish boys. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, the years didn't sort of match up. No. But yeah. I always love part three because that sort of, you give me the hint for Curly. So. <laughs>
1: well, I've got to, I leave out a lot of stuff that, because I have to make it hard for Rossi because you just freaking say, I was born in 1957. And he goes, oh, that's fucking, you know, whoever. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. so So, Sean. If um, EPIC mini album comes out in June, you going to yep. back that and support that with some live shows?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think the plan is to uh, release it in June and uh, and party. Got, um, have you got a title? It... Yes, and I haven't said it yet, but I will say it tonight. It's going to be called uh, Walking Talking Mess. Oh,
3: <laughs> good name. Yeah. Ooh. We That's need to dive into that. So why, why that? <laughs>
2: Well, it might might be one of the songs on the... Uh, oh. uh, <laughs>
3: oh, We've got an exclusive, Curly. Many, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. We do. Walking, Talking Mess. Okay. Look out for it on yeah. all streaming platforms. Do yourself a favour, as that Molly used to say in those one-hour Sunday evening episodes of Countdown. Will, will you
5: be a walking, talking mess in the clip?
3: Um, yeah, yeah,
2: that's a good question. Um, possibly there is, uh, there is another clip on the way while well, we're, we're sort of working on it. Um, but I, I actually, I've decided, I don't think I want to take the main role in this one. I think I want to give it over to one of the other boys. So you might see more of someone else in this one.
5: You could give it to the drummer, but that'd be typecasting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it might be him. I'm telling you. It, Oh, it took me a while to pick uh, up on that. So, um, <laughs> we still haven't seen a, a video clip yet that matches what the guys out of Taylor Made Rejects do in their in their Teletubbies video oh, that they that did, Braggy. Awesome. So maybe Walking Talking Mess might give that a, a bit of a run. Hey, Sean, once again, legendary for you to be on the show. This is your fifth time. We oh, no, absolutely, crazy. truly. So appreciate the support that you give us. Um before we go, but share a little bit about Street Press, the Street Press uh press podcast that you do. Share us a little bit about that and maybe um we you might pick up some additional listeners, no doubt.
2: Yeah, well that would be good. I mean you guys are the pros. Um but uh yeah, the Street <laughs> no. Press Podcast the Street Press podcast began um, last last August, but I, I was a music journo a long, long time ago and I used to love interviewing um, artists and that was, that was one of my favourite things to do. And then I got into radio and I love radio, but I started interviewing council and politicians and all that and I said, I need an outlet, I need an outlet to talk to music, musicians again. And, uh, and I, I figured that the street press was the best way to do that. And every week, every Wednesday, we've got a new artist on or someone from the music industry. That's what I've been saying every week. It's not just an artist. Mm. It's, it's you know, anyone in the industry. I've had tour managers on. Um, I've had, you know, uh, photographers on. I've had magazine editors on. And we just get them on there. And um, my my favorite, my favorite thing is being completely unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. <laughs> every week, every week. And, um, and, and I've been lucky to snag a few, um, of my own idols, you know, yeah. uh, some people I really love. And, um, I'm like, do I break the rules with, with those guys? You know, do I, do I sit there and write down questions? And then I, I get a bit busy and then I, all of a sudden I'm doing the bloody zoom call again. And I'm I'm there in front of someone I really, really love. And I'm like, Hey man, uh, <laughs> tell me what's been happening. <laughs> and I feel unprofessional, but um, no, it's it, it's it's really really a lot of fun. I love telling stories, um, and I love uh, talk about music. So put them both together. That's the Street Press yeah, Podcast. Cool. Yeah. So,
3: Fantastic,
2: man. That's great.
3: So check it out if you haven't already, because. Um, there's some big names on there, you know. Um, so it's uh, it's quite an impressive lineup that Sean's put together on that particular podcast. So, Braggy, any final words before I start the wind down?
1: Um, um, I just want to hear more about <laughs> Rossi's, how Rossi goes in the next couple of weeks. I'm really interested to see the pressure he's under. <laughs> I feel it. Uh and uh, good luck to you. You're going to you're going to England, Curly, but you're not running a
3: marathon this yes. time. No, I've got a wedding, a family wedding to attend to, but um we're spending nine days in this little town near Manchester called Leek. And it's a beautiful little village and um there is some live music there, so I'm hoping to get out and catch um one of the local bands and who knows i might have a chat with them and see what we can uh, arrange just like we did with sam so we'll see what um what happens but yeah i'm looking forward to it no running this time it's probably warm english beers and um i'm not a big fan of that but yeah looking forward to it so being from from manchester we might need subtitles yeah oh Yes, possibly. So I've mapped out a running track so Sharon and I can keep running while we're over Good. there. But Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we've got the Gold Coast Marathon when we get back, so that'll be interesting. So, Rossi, any final words? Look, um, I do
5: know that we uh, the, the Pocket Watch EP was pushed into physical production this week, so that's, wow. that's on the way, and that one is called It's Time. Oh, mm. okay. Yeah and going to shoot a clip in the next coming weeks. And
3: they're pressing
5: a a vinyl. No, they're doing CDs, physical CDs. Cause they're kind of retro kids. (laughs) It's a world generation where retro is CD, isn't it?
3: It's a strange world. (laughs) Absolutely. That's cool. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, so Sean, once again, thank you so much for, for popping in and, um, visiting us um, it's it's always a pleasure So for everyone listening the links to those songs will be in the show notes the links to uh, the ritzy kids spotify will be in the show notes so please follow Um, you'll find out first when that new mini album will come out Mm -hmm. Um, of course if you've enjoyed this episode please share it with someone else that you think would enjoy it that would always be good Leave a review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to it. We're on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. We've got a website, unfilteredandundiscovered.com. Sean's music will be added to our Spotify playlist, and I think these songs will take us to about that 228 songs that we've featured or spoken about on the podcast, which I think is absolutely amazing. Um, As always, there are lyrics from the playlist, and this is from one of my favourite bands. Just a girl in my dreams, she brings me bones and flowers. Just a girl in my dreams, I sleepwalk with her for hours. Thanks so much for listening or watching. Thanks again to Sean. Thanks, guys. We will see you all again next time. Bye.
2: (laughs) Thanks, guys. and from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, I'm Sean Fraser from the Ritzy Kids. Hunters, this is Johnny from Rail Motor. Hey, it's Shane from Blind Season. Hey, it's Rob Stanier, and you can check out my music on all the streaming platforms. Check out my latest music on all the streaming sites. Check
0: out my debut album on all streaming platforms. Check out our new debut album. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music, and
2: you're listening to our friends, Braggy and Curly.
1: My favourite
2: fans from Australia. My two favourite is Braggy and Curly. Braggy and Curly. On the Unfiltered, Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast guest.
6: celebrate at the Army Birthday Festival on June 10th at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Enjoy food trucks, vehicle displays, outdoor games, and more. Don't miss special performances by the Army Band, a military working dog demonstration, and the parachute jump by the U.S. Army Golden Knights. It's all happening Saturday, June 10th at the National Army Museum, minutes from I-95. Admission to the festival and museum are free, so get your tickets while they last. All details are at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. back.